Union began as a way to build a new world from the ashes. 6,000 years before it was founded, Earth sent the first wave of her children out to seed the stars. The world, Earth, humanity's only home save for distant fledgling colonies, was dying. An accumulation of fatal blows, a thousand cuts on the world by people that called it home, had rendered it all but inhospitable. The fall, as it is now called, was not concluded in a single cataclysmic blow. There was time, not enough of it, but time enough for acts of desperate hope. The ten were the first. At the dawn of the fall, and for its duration, ten massive colony ships launched from orbital shipyards that ringed Earth. They were slow ships, their titanic hulls pushed along by conventional sublight drives, but they marked the crowning achievement of a species, a second chance. These generation ships were humanity's last hope. They would travel for thousands of real-time years, accelerating to the bare fraction of light speed, before slowing down on approach to their destinations. Generations of pastors would live, die, and procreate, sustaining the ship and the remnants of humanity on board until they arrived at their destination, a world able to sustain human life. This was humanity's second chance, a handful of stones cast out into the night. But back on Earth, the billions left behind washed as the ten burn away into the night, tracking their progress through choking clouds of smog, dust, and smoke from raging unstoppable wildfires. Humanity on Earth fought for what was left, erupting into a pandemonium, a violent crescendo. Climate change choked the atmosphere, disease scoured the cities, and war ravaged the rest. Lonely colony outposts and stations throughout the solar system, those established when the Earth was terminal and not yet dying, watched their homeworld go dark. Most withered on the vines, a rare few managed to hang on. Thousands of years of real time passed, but for the ten ships, relative time passed slower. Eventually, the Earth became silent and unresponsive to the desperate calls for help from her dying colonies. Thousands of more years of silence followed. The first age of humanity had ended. Yet Earth was not empty, nor lost. Billions had died, but humanity was a resilient race. Some hundreds of thousands still lived, persevering through the long dark. In time, humanity too began to grow back. First, small rulers and tyrants laid claim to the ruins of the past. Farms grew from small plots. Once again, lines and borders were drawn, land claimed and loyalty pledged. And then, the first of three great traumas humbled the healing world. Old vaults, stores of information from the pre-collapse, were discovered and reopened. The survivors, so far removed from old humanity, had grown through the Dark Ages, thinking that they were the first people to walk under the sun. They discovered otherwise. They were not the first. They were the last. Reeling from this discovery and the wealth of pre-collapsed humanity, there was unleashed upon the land, the healing world, the fledgling states of Earth, a reckoning. This reckoning followed the revelation of this new technology, and a new war began, a global war. This was the second trauma. A global war, a bitter fight over scraps of the long dead. When it was done, the survivors gathered around and pledged peace. The tools of war and capital, the laws of borders and nations, were thrown aside as they had nearly killed the earth again. Humanity pledged peace and came together under a single banner, which would ever be the last to fly over the world. Union. Resetting the clock on humanity, Union was formed to bring humanity together. Year Zero marked the beginning of a new age of humanity. A people redeemed, brew stewards of an old and aching world, in peace and with the help of the wondrous technology of their predecessors, the people of the Union began to dream of greater things. We found and thawed the old telescopes, radio towers, and laser communication sites, preserved in ice on mountaintops and high places all over the world. We pointed them to the stars, turned them on, and waited. The first messages arrived almost immediately. 
This was Union's third great trauma. Ancient tolls from distant and lonely outposts, from hard scrabble colonies and those left behind, the voices of thousands of years of old and long dead, lost souls that begged for aid, for guidance, and for their loved ones. Thousands of years of messages recorded and playing on endless, decaying loops for the survivors to hear. This was the voice of humanity from the stars, a desperate cry for help, a lonely gasp as the air ran out. A plea unanswered as the light grew dim. Union now had a new purpose, to answer those calls, and to assure that the events that caused them would never happen again. The old orbitals were retaken and reactivated. Machine minds greater than humanity's, the first artificial intelligences were discovered and set to puzzle out solutions we could not. The first new ships were launched towards those old signals, along with ancient charted paths out towards the new worlds. Union could not bring their dead back home, but they could choke the stars with the living. This is the world of Lancer, and our team, a group of said Lancers, are ace pilots tasked with piloting massive machines. Now, their goals, their hopes, their dreams may not align to such great plans, such great artifice, but they will soon realize that they are part of something larger, even if they do not understand it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Listen to These Nerds. We're playing Lancer, the mech RPG, uh, which is now on Kickstarter. <laughs> as far as I'm aware, the rules are currently available for free during the playtest, so check those out if you have a chance. Um, so, uh, you guys have been brought to a ship. Um, you were each given a anonymized uh, di digital letter through the OmniNet, which, as you all know, is the, mm. essentially the uh, hu human-wide internet. Space that, internet. That connects everybody. Um, you were given a upfront deposit for your time, which was quite lucrative, um, and told that if you wanted more, um, you would... Uh, essentially, uh, a shuttle would come to pick you up at whatever your domicile is, um, and bring you to a uh, <clears throat> bring you to a testing facility. Um, they uh, the letter uh, was essentially anonymous, um, but it had a uh, essentially it had a certification from an official uh, mercenary company. Uh, showing you all that it is legit. It's not a bunch of body traffickers or slavers or something that are trying to, like, cut you up for parts. Uh, they are an illegitimate organization, but they are trying to remain confidential for reasons you are not aware of. Um, but you are each picked up in a uh, nondescript cruiser, um, brought off of whatever planet you were on, to a uh, what appears to be a large, uh, not exactly like a battleship, but quite a sizable ship that uh, you guys can tell is pretty decently armed. It's not civilian. It's definitely some company, but it, it mm. doesn't clearly have a big brand, so it's not one of the big ones. At least, not overtly. Um, <clears throat> you are... Uh, after you get off your shuttle, you notice other people. Um, you might notice other Lancers that you might have met. Uh, if you are a uh, mercenary, a, no, a well-known mercenary, or hmm. <clears throat> after uh, chatting with them and making yourselves known, uh, you are each split into teams, um, and a coordinator, uh, a woman wearing um, pretty fashionable clothing, um, holding a, a, a digital assistant, uh, or, or essentially going on, on her own comp con. Um, in a, in a rather business-like tone, says, 
We appreciate your discretion in this matter. Um, our employer only wishes to elucidate the uh, highest, the most qualified of you uh, as to our mission and at our company. Uh, as you are all professionals in this field, um, we understand that such levels of secrecy is sometimes required. Um, we have divided you into units we that we are um, and HPs have determined would be most optimal, and we'll see if they are working as if they are working to their capacity. Now you will each be brought into a uh, VR chamber. Um, your general lancers. Uh, <clears throat> oh, sorry. Your, your general mecha's uh, layouts and loadouts have been downloaded based on your combat data, although you may edit them as you see fit based on your current available licenses. Um, and we will be uh, assessing your combat performance. If you are able to pass our test, we will be contacting you again about further employment. A rather smallish uh, man with chestnut brown hair nods enthusiastically. Uh, so yeah, the three of you are led together into by a fully decked out security officer carrying what looks like a pulse rifle. Okay. Um, he is not very talkative mm. um, and is ta- is uh, moving around mostly with hand motions. So, uh, what do the three people in this unit look like apart from the chestnut mm. brown hair? Go ahead. All right. So yeah, my guy is in his mid twenties, uh, tallish. Well built. Uh, basically, he looks as though he's used to an athletic or dangerous lifestyle. And as for his ha- his hair is his most notable quality. It's sort of voluminous and spiky in a very anime style fashion, and it's bright red as well. But yeah, he just basically carries himself with a very confident swagger as he walks over to these two. So, uh, my character is probably the, the shortest out of all of them. Mm-hmm. He's very young-ish looking, like obviously adult, but very young looking. But despite that, there's this weird, like, sort of coldness to his eyes that kind of unnerves you a little bit, which kind of, co- like, uh, clashes with his rather enthusiastic imperso- uh, personality. Mm. He's kind of, doesn't, he's not exactly has a confident swagger. But more is running around like they're, you know, like they're raring to go. Like they want to do something right now, right this instant. Like you're vibrating, but you're not like, you're not saying anything. You're just very, it's very clear that you want to get going. Yes. You're eager, you might say. Yeah. And the third one person is a woman, mid to late 20s. Uh, uh, she's notably wearing a stealth hard suit rather than a regular one. Uh, and she's wearing a very authoritative hat. Mm. What kind of hat? Um, Tricorn. Like, like, an, like an office, like an officer hat, like yeah. like in an old Earth military, like mm. very. It, it, it's a hat that dem- demands you respect. So when you walk up to the the fairly young looking one, almost instinctively he gives you a perfect salute, like you, ma'am. You are going to be absolutely trouble for me. I grin and flash her a thumbs up, my teeth glinting. So um. What's your call signs, guys? And you notice that, like, even when he's saying this, he has not dropped the salute. Uh, at ease, I'm Panoptica. Oh, okay. Panoptica, alright. My name's short and simple. Call me Blitz. I'm Noir. Nice to meet both of you. Uh-huh. Well, just so long as you two don't get in my way, I think we should be able to get along just fine. You're absolutely gonna be trouble. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, so long as you recognize it this early, I think we'll, we'll get along just fine. <sighs> and right. as you notice that as he's talking, he has a tendency to talk with his hands a lot, and he finishes that sentence with a double finger guns at you. Oh, I, I knew guys like you. Mm-hmm. They died a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, then they weren't like me, you might say. Huh, I guess. Right, so what's your, your specialties? Well, how, how do you fight? Uh, demolitions, ma'am! Okay. Um, are you still working on... Uh, are you both the uh, standard... Uh, what's it called? Everest. Uh, no, what's the company? GMS? GMS, yeah. Are you both still GMS? Yeah, at the moment. Gotta work my way up through the licenses. You know, unfortunately, most of my combat experience was as infantry, but I've shown a great deal of promise. Infantry. I take a look. How old does this guy look? Probably not a day over 18. I just shoot the lady a look, as if to say... Yeah, you can see her doing the math in her head. (laughs) She's like, oh. (laughs) Yeah, and then just... Yeah, Blitz kind of realizes the realization at the same time you do, and he just... Oh, that's not good. Right, so Blitz, um, what's your uh, combat style? Well, I've been practicing for a while now. I like to do hit-and-run tactics. Going fast, hit them hard. I like to go close combat. Thanks to my licenses, I can only fight with weapons at the moment, like, you know, an uh, energy blade, shotgun, stuff like that. Once I work my way up the ranks... Gonna go for a full, for a full-on barehanded style. Gonna punch the crap out of some necks. Okay. Um, well, I'm uh, set up for long-range support. I'm also uh, tech-savvy, if you know what I mean. Cool. Oh, cool! You're one of those people! I guess? I don't know what you mean by those people. Yeah, you know, and, he, and you've seen War make, like, the, the motion of, like, typing on a keyboard. Even though I'm sure at this point that is, like, <laughs> Long out of date. Yeah, some people probably still use those, like it, people hobbyists. No, oh, yeah. So he, he makes the motion of like someone typing on a keyboard. I think I've seen one of those once. Oh, I saw a lot of them. Mm-hmm. All right. With that, the uh, seems like the uh, authorization for the pod finally goes through. Um, you guys have let into a, you guys have been led into a room by this guy as you were walking and talking. That seems to have three simulation pods set up. Mm-hmm. So, just to be clear, this is going to be uh, augmented reality we're going into? Virtual reality. Mm, yeah, that. I'd imagine that we are going to feel the same amount of pain, though, correct? It will be as realistic as the boss requires. Okay! The guy seems very business-like. He doesn't really seem to care. Alright, alright, alright. Good luck, you guys! And, like, a noir starts, like, climbing into the VR thing without, like, waiting for the guy to give a go-ahead. You kid. Shakes his head. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna you can't see his eyes and wearing a helmet, but yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna stroll between the mechs, sort of finger dancing between the two of them, as if to try and figure out which one's mine. And all right, you'll do. And then I just start climbing into it. All right. So you can both plug. There's also there's a helmet. There's also mm-hmm. a direct plug-in if you have that augmentation. Nope. I don't believe I do. You can just say you do if you want. <clears throat> it's, it's a mm-hmm. cosmetic thing. Okay. Really. I get in. Oh yeah. Then Panopica definitely. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna just turn the comms on to see how they work. Hey, can you either of you read me right now? Yeah, I'm hearing you. Loud and clear. All right, all right. Oh man, I remember when I used these when I first got into combat zones. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, so, kid, how long you been doing this? Six months? A year? Six years. So how long have you been piloting a mech? Uh, about a couple months, but. 
I have a lot of experience in working with squad weaponry. Yeah, I just try to... I'm just frantically <laughs> pushing the buttons to see if I can go on, like, a direct channel to one person, one person only. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I... Sorry, what's your character's call sign again? Panoptica. Panoptica. I go to Panoptica. Okay, so, uh... I think we might have a child soldier on our hands. Yeah, that's kind of fucked up, huh? It's pretty fucked up. Yeah, yeah. no, I... Like, um... I've, I've seen my... Um, I've seen some in my time as a mercenary, but, uh... Yeah, never worked with... So, uh, seems nice, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. And then I go back to normal squad speak. Okay, well, when either of you two are ready, we're going to get going. Okay, so uh, as you all get into your pods and plug yourselves in, you notice that um, a you see a view screen uh, that shows your pilot ID and license and your personal information, um, and then you see your loadout for your mech, uh, which all seem to be correct. Um, so you just have to hit a confirm on that. And then you notice that it reconfigure the pod you're in, uh, seems to reconfigure to look like what the inside of your mech looks like. Mm. Oh, wow. Mining, missing some of your personal touches, if you put any, like, paint or anything on there. Mm. Uh, mostly it's set up in terms of how you have all of your stuff laid out. Seems like they're trying to make you feel comfortable. Cool. Uh, so I'm gonna, like, call out to my, uh, concierge class dummy plug and see if it's also in here. Vice, are you in here? Uh, so the that those dummy plugs are not fully sentient AIs. Okay, well, so it, it's they're kind of like photocopies, as far as I'm aware. Yeah. So it, it, it responds with affirmative. It responds with yes. Yay! Yes, I am active. Perfect. Yep. So I'm taking a look. All right. It looks pretty similar, but it doesn't quite feel the same. And as you, you notice, your pillow's missing. Yeah. As you guys listen, you can just hear it <laughs> coming from. Uh, yeah. My ass groove. Yeah, so, yeah. basically, if you were to see inside his mech, he would be, yeah, wiggling in his seat as though trying to establish a firm groove and to get himself comfortable. <laughs> Good seat's everything in a mech. You're spending so much time in these things, you might as well enjoy it while you're in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, uh, Panopica's configuration is actually not a uh, back-facing seat, but it's more like a motorbike. Mm. Ah, so like lean forward sort of thing? Yeah, it's almost like it's set up for sniper ah, rifles. Yes. Sick, okay. Firing. <laughs> so yeah, your your seat actually kinda like folds forward and you feel and then you feel everything kinda like reconfigured to your body. Mm-hmm. So you are now in your whatever your design cockpit is. Um if, and you see that they have projected uh on the like if you're wearing a if you're you're plugged in, but they've also kind of like projected what they assume the color Trying to make it look as close as possible, yeah. but yeah. it obviously isn't. You need to have your robot. It's just trying to be. Yeah. Um, so the uh, uh, as you uh, so essentially you are in your robot and your view screens are turned off. But as the simulation seems to be setting itself up, you see mm-hmm. that all of your sensors start pinging on. Your drives start start hearing the sounds of your drives activating. Mm-hmm. You're the rattling of your machine. It's very. It's a very you're very immersed in it mm-hmm. as they as the as the hum of all of your uh, the hum of your all of your components begins to uh, activate, um, and you are there. Mm-hmm. And what there is is what well, sounds like an active war zone. So, um, from what you can tell, it seems to be you are in the middle of a battle. Um, you can see ships flying above, large starfighters and colony class um, like. Frigates flying above, uh, firing back and forth. You see a uh, 
uh, cruisers and the like, some of the size of the ship that you're currently on, um, getting blown out of the sky, um, and mechs of various sizes flying above you, but none seem to pay you any mind. Um, you seem to be in some sort of facility, uh, which is above ground. Um, there you, you can tell there's some sort of dome, so this is probably not a terraformed planet. Um, and you are in what looks like uh, the above ground section of such a facility. Uh, hmm. the, as you can tell, based on what you can see above you, uh, there's no roof here. Um, and, uh, and laid out in front of you uh, seems to be a series of uh, shipping containers. Hmm. Um, of you're not sure what materials you assume there's nothing really in there since this is a simulation mm -hmm. but this would be this possibly might be like a mining facility of some kind um, but it seems to be very lovingly crafted um, apart in addition to the shipping containers there seems to be some um, uh, this this facility seems to be designed to repel attacks mm -hmm. um, there is active um, defensive cover that has already been deployed. Cool, okay. The uh, large cover pieces. Yeah, large cover, both soft and hard cover that has been deployed uh, to repel invaders, hmm. which you guys clearly are. Um, you see a, um, a uh, prompt on the top of your view screen, which says eliminate all hostiles and proceed to rendezvous point. And a uh, AR arrow points to the back side of this battlefield. So, essentially it seems pretty cut and dry. They want you to take out everybody here and get to the opposite side. Okay, cool. Right. Um, and then you see below it, um, it says, time is a necessity. So. Okay, so that changes my strategy up a little bit. But, uh, so can we, are we starting? The battle begins. Okay. okay. Alright, so I'll take first. Um, if we're going to be proceeding forward, I think I can't just sit on this hill. So I'm going to move one, two, three, four, four. Question. Does, uh, is soft cover, like, basically as long as it's in the line of sight of the attack, uh, acts against the attack, correct? Yes. But hard cover you need to be adjacent four. to. Okay. 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 I can't do anything else currently, so I will just sit here, I guess. Okay. You know, you can't even boost. Uh, that's just move your speed. Again. Oh, or, or you could overcharge yourself to get and take some heat. Oh yeah, I can boost. I forgot that. Well, oh, move is a separate thing. Okay, yeah, you cool. automatically get on your turn one move and then two quick actions. Okay. Two. Wait, I thought it was a quick action and a full action. No. no. You get a, oh right. Two quick actions or a full, full action. A full action is two quick actions. Ah, I see. I see. Okay. So. Okay, I am going to target. What, what are you trying to draw? Are you trying to draw a gun line, or are you trying to draw a a e defense line? Because e defense, you, then you would draw a straight line because your your sensors do not need to go through anything. They're, yeah, no, no, I do not need to go around. I'm any just object. measuring. I, I'm measuring okay. spaces. Yeah, like it. Just be aware you don't have to go around the corner. You could have drawn a, a direct line as if the structure was. Yeah. yeah. No, that's fine. I can. But yeah, that gets me within range. So I am going to make a. Quick tech attack against that mech to all right for lock on. So just to give you a description of the mechs you that you can see that are visible, and your sensors pick them up, so you know their locations. But not all of them are completely visible, as some seem to be behind cover. Right. Um, you seems to be some sort of small. Um, looks to be about 
hum- like a, a slightly larger than human size, maybe goblin or some, something similar size mech. Um, you can't get a, a great visual on it, but your sensors seem to indicate that it is small. Um, there is a large tanky mech um, in at, at the head. Um, additionally, there seem to be two similarly cu- similarly decked out um, regular size one mechs. Um, and That's a weird. larger mech in the back, which um, does not seem to be as decked out in terms of armament. But okay. you'll need to do a full scan to get a better idea of what they're equipped with. Sorry, just because we're using an Isabel as like the thing, I'm just imagining like a gigantic Isabel that's like, does this look like the face of Percy? <laughs> oh, <laughs> fishing rod is flying. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and you're pulled into it. You All had right. to tempt it, Harry. Does 18 hit the small thing's tech? You mean E defense? E defense, yes. Yes. Okay, so it is locked on to. Okay. Mm-hmm. Alright. Um, Harry, do you want to go now? Yeah, right. sure. Cool. Alright, so I'm going to move up to where Panoptica is. So, one, two, three, four to here. Yep. Uh, so, I basically just sidle up beside Panoptica by the soft cover she is. And then. That's hard cover, actually. No, it's soft. Not. Oh, that's soft? Okay. Yes, that's soft cover. Okay. Uh, so. I, I basically asked Panoptica, Panoptica, do you need some sort of higher vantage point in order to work better? Um, not... Not for Eden attacks. Not, not really. I, like, the... Sorry. I, no, not... Uh, if we were in a more defensive situation, maybe, but if we're assaulting, it doesn't really matter. Okay, then uh, which target should I... All right, so hold on. Let me just count something out. So... Five, six, seven, eight, yes, or... Okay, so uh, I send you a thing that basically marks the small mech behind the big hardcover or the big guy behind the big cover. And I basically say, which one do you want a better shot at? Uh, I mean, you're already locked on to... Yeah, I'm already locked on to the small one. Okay, so um, so the small one then? I mean, sure. Oh, you're going to bolster him. No, I'm not going to bolster it. I'm going to use Siege Specialist. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, <laughs> um, uh, then I'd actually, oh, uh, it's a lot harder to destroy the thing with the small ones in front. It's a lot easier to destroy the thing that the big guys, the guys yeah, have. that one. Though. Okay. So he goes, Roger. And he suddenly takes out like the mortar that's attached to his hip. That's like attached to it. And almost as if he's done this a million times, oh, sets it up and then like goes, thanks, firing solution, fire. And a shell flies into the heavy cover that the big guy's behind and takes uh, 20 AP damage. Uh, uh, is there any range on it? Uh, within... Oh, sorry, is it, is it blast? Oh, was it, a, was it a specific move you did? Yeah, no, it's a talent. Yeah, the Siege Specialist talent. It's just an ability I have. Okay, do you mind reading it out? Yeah, sure. So, if your mech has a cannon weapon, which the mortar is, uh-huh. as a quick action, you can target a size 1 section of any object, cover, deployable, building, or piece of terrain or scenery in range. You deal 20 AP damage to that section, typically destroying it. Most one-size sections of objects have 10 HP. Any characters adjacent to the object are knocked back one space directly away from it. Uh, take one of the dice away. There's only one die on this one. Oh, there should be two. Okay. Because each wall has its own section. Just so. move so just one move of the die yeah. over. All right. Uh, all right. And then there, the characters move back. They are no longer adjacent to their hard cover, so they only have soft cover. Okay. And only from only if you can't draw a line. So you can use this ruler. And if you can draw a line that 
passes through the section that's destroyed, then it no longer has soft cover either. All right, uh, then I'll take that ruler, and then I bait. Uh, so that was your quick act? Is that that's a quick, a quick action. Okay. So does that count, Joey? Is that one of the sections that's destroyed? Yep. yep. Then yes, it no longer has soft cover. Okay. And then uh, immediately slings the mortar back into it, pulls out this gigantic machine gun, and goes, firing for effect! And I'm going to hit it with, and I'm going to use the, uh, actually, hold on, am I in range for that is a good question. Uh, range eight. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Ah, damn it. So close. And you're definitely going to not I mean, be able to could, hit that with your shotgun. You could overcharge and then move again, and, mm. then, and then blast it. Well, I could just also hit it with my mortar again. There's nothing set, there's no loading on that. Yep, then you could fire your mortar at it. Alright, so yeah, I am then, so yeah, you basically... Are you going to use one of your specialty shells? I am, actually. Uh, I'm going to use, um... Hmm, shock won't deal energy damage, but there's nobody adjacent to it. Mm. I could just use thumper and just knock it back even more. I mean that'll that'll eat part of its movement. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Um, like so immediately he then takes the mortar again and sets it up in a different way. Reaches into like a, an ammo case, pulls something out, slams it in, and loads it, and then goes firing for effect. So I just want to be clear: all of your we- weapons are just like infantry size weapons scaled up. Yes. They aren't like attached to anything. Nope. <laughs> Yeah, no <laughs> missile launchers on his shoulders. Are yeah, right. no, it's it's almost yeah. like he's he's just kind of taken the infantry and scaled it up. <laughs> I'm a big child soldier. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big kid now. Oh god, adult sized child soldier. <laughs> well, that's just a soldier. Okay, uh, so it's sixteen, but it's inaccurate, so that's a fifty. Does that uh, inaccurate? Uh, no. So inaccurate. So to d- explain how accuracy and uh, and difficulty work in Lancer. Um, if your shot is accurate or uh, difficult, um, you will roll a d6 and either add or subtract that value from, oh, okay. from the roll. Yes. If you have in multiple instances, you roll multiple dice and take the highest, oh, yeah. and they cancel each other out. So that is that's a ten. Uh, a ten hits. All right. So that is one d6 plus one explosive damage, and he is knocked back one. Okay. So that is six explosive damage, and that big guy is knocked back one again. Okay. <laughs> Just, okay, I'm behind. Ow. Okay, that's good. We're, ow. <laughs> and I use up one of my charges of my ammo piece. Uh, oh, you guys I, never passed it. You guys should have passed to someone. Oh, sorry. That's sorry. fine. That's, that's my bad. Uh, for those at home, uh, please bear with us. This is our first time running a real combat here, so mm-hmm. we're going to make a lot of mistakes. Okay. But uh, don't. We'll we'll hopefully learn at some point. All right. Um, and then uh, so that was the first attack of my barrage. Mm-hmm. So the second attack. No. I, so you did a quick. You already did a quick action. Yep. And then you did. And then you shot, which is another quick action. Oh yeah. So. So, um, so you you already moved and you did two quick actions. So unless you have any other special abilities that don't require any actions that you can do, you are done. Um. Yeah, I guess uh, I will. Uh, I will pass the turn. All right. Uh, so that big guy is going to go now. Okay. Um, you see it. Uh, it's rather boxy. Maybe. Uh, just double check. Uh, maybe it's Harrison derived. It's definitely not a Harrison Armory mech uh, that you've ever seen, but it certainly has their boxy style. Um, and it uh, extends its arm, and from its arm, a large blast shield extends. Hmm. Um, and it seems to point it towards Harry, and then it advances, um, and then 
uh, its other arm, uh, it pulls out what looks like a, some sort of launcher, um, and it is going to fire it at Harry. Incoming! Uh, that hits you. Um, you take, oh, are you two beside each other? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, never mind. It's... Uh, no, I'm actually one space. Oh, you're one space. Yeah, yeah, but you're both within last one radius. Uh, no, not hit directly. Yeah, it would just go to here? Or is Blast 1, like, 2? Blast 1 is one to either side. It's radius. Yeah, but I'm one away. Yeah, yeah so if it, land, if it lands in the middle, it hits both of you. Yes. Yes. Oh, dear. So. Alright. Uh, so, yeah. Um, you both take four explosive damage. Okay. But you see now that, um, the, uh... The grenade launch. Oh, um, so yes. So with that, it is. You see it begin to move to re- start reloading the gun. It is now Chris's turn. Okay. So uh, you guys just took a bit of damage from that, and I imagine you're kind of enveloped in a smoke cloud or from the debris or whatever. The smoke yeah. quickly dissipates. Okay. Yeah. It's not. It's not exactly a smoke bomb. It's just literally a big grenade. Does soft cover affect that attack at all? Uh, it has arcing, but. We- ah. But still affected. Yeah, it would be affected, yes. Does 14 hit both of you? Uh, yes. yes. Then yes. Okay. Alright, so it's as the two of you are just, you know, watching the cloud dissipate that you hear somebody shout from the platform behind you. Alright! And as the two of you look, you realize that there are speakers mounted on his virtual reality mech and they are currently blaring some sort of what you can only assume is rock music of some type. And you've never heard this music before. And its tempo is high and its vocals are garish. Yes. <laughs> so Blitz's mech is standing in a rock star style power stance, one hand pointed upwards to point towards the ceiling of this virtual reality simulation. And you hear him bellow, All right! My name is Axel Godstar! Callside Blitz! I am going to be the greatest warrior the creation has ever known and the greatest mech pilot in the entire universe! Get ready, administrators! My legend begins here! Oh lord, he's going to get himself killed. And then you remember what you said earlier about um, how you are going to hate this guy. Yep. Yep. Oh, I didn't say hate. You're going to be a lot of trouble, which... I, I assume you're about to show for all to see. Yeah, and you can all only imagine that I'm grinning inside my suit as I activate my boost jets and using those, uh, leap off the battlements and fall into a three-point landing onto the ground below. So just a little check. When I boost, does it what, get me... Where is your speed? Here, four. speed so four. you can move four spaces. Okay. Uh, that's your character, not your mech. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah my mech is... Yeah. So, um... When I'm going over barricade, does that count? No, nope, as... the barricade doesn't. Un- it's unaffected. You're essentially okay. jumping, so don't worry about any versions. One like that. Yeah. Well, no, you still have to count the barricade yes. as a space. The okay. barricade counts as space. But... One, two, like mm-hmm. that. Yep. Okay. Um, I can't. Uh, yeah. Does boost give me a bonus to my speed? No. No. But so you, essentially, you, you, you get you, to move. You get to move for free. Yeah. Every turn. Uh huh. And then the you get two quick actions. One okay. of the quick actions you can take is called boost, which okay. means you move again. Then that's what I. So you would move your full off. movement. 
yeah. and then you would move again if you want to boost. So you could move up okay. to eight yeah. spaces. Okay, three, four, then five, six, seven, eight. So racing forward, I move at top speed to slide right next to these two, uh, directly against the soft cover that they're taking, and crouching down, I give the flash the both of them a thumbs up with my neck. But I'm assuming both Panoptica and Nier just stare at you, like... Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alright, so you've done one move, one quick action, you have one yep. more quick action. Um, yeah, I can't really do anything else because all of my stuff is, like, built for close-range sort of fighting. Do you not have any guns? You could do a quick yes. attack. You can also do... Oh, sorry. You have to do a tech attack or a tech action. Uh, quick tech. Um, so these are the... Yeah, so these are the things you can do. Alright. Uh, okay, I'm going to use Quick Tech then. Uh, quick Electron... What about Systems Boosting Activities? What's All right, activity? so we will go into what a tech action is. Yep. Mm-hmm. One second. Mm-hmm. All right, so when you do Quick Tech Actions, yep. uh, you can do multiple types of electronic warfare. Mm. Um, even if you aren't amazingly good at it, most... Lancers have at least a general idea of how their systems and opponent's systems works. Okay. And while you may not have the finesse that Panoptica has, you do have the ability to still mess with them and send them junk information. Mm. Also, so. sorry, one other thing. One of the GMS Everest traits is that we can take an extra quick action as a free action on the very first turn the Everest takes in any combat. So you technically have another quick action available. Yeah, that's true. Guys, that's true. Um, okay, um, another question that I've got... Um, this cover over here, is this destroyed, or...? Only one section. This section okay. is the one without So, in that case, I'm going to take use my other... So, I've got... So, you can't boost again, though. Yeah, but you I... can't do the same quick action twice. Interesting. Okay, so I can't full-out run, then. No, but what okay. you could do is you could, uh... What is it called? Overcharge? Which, which causes heat damage to you, but you get to move... But you can I, do another uh, action. I've already got heat damage from the boost, right? Nope. nope. Oh, okay. So, okay, then, um... Hmm. Basically, I don't want to do anything like electronic warfare and stuff. Basically, I just want to try and get as close in range as possible while still maintaining some cover. Oh, well, you could, like, scan the... So, let me just go over tech actions before, I, before you decide you never want to do them. Mm-hmm. All right. So... Quick tech actions cover electronic warfare, countermeasures, and other actions that can be taken by a pilot. Mm. Often aided by the pilots, uh, their powerful computation and simulation cores. So, some tech actions are attacks, uh, and not, but not all. So, in terms of the actions you can do, the first is called bolstering. So you use the power of your mech to boost one of your other systems. Okay. Um, you can do this either for yourself or for someone else, mm. but the target gets plus two accuracy on their next skill check or save of any kind and before, before the end of their next turn. Uh, you can only have one instance of bolster active at once. Okay. Uh, you can also scan, which allows your uh, mech to deep scan your enemies. So you make a tech attack against your target and you can figure out um, either their full stats or hidden information. If there is uh, essentially the statistics of their mech or some specific piece of information about the pilot. Hmm. Which, considering this is a simulation, is probably not very useful, but useful later on. Depends how in-depth the simulation is. Um, this is actually, a, this is raw running this simulation. We're just in it. <laughs> uh, oh god, please well, don't make that joke. In, in the rules, actually, because of how the five voices work... Oh no! Uh, they explain that technically all adventures in, in Lancer are canon, because they, if... They might just be existing as part of a different simulation <laughs> that the five voices are doing. Oh, Jesus. So. Ah, that's that's a wonderful CYOA there. 
Um, but anyway, uh, so you can scan. You can also lock on. Okay. Which allows you to make a tech attack against the target. Um, and on hit, the target surface with a lock-on condition, which certain things require uh, to activate, but also just in general gives you additional accuracy against them. Yeah. So, for example, uh, Panoptica has already locked on to the tiny net, okay. w- which either of you could take advantage of if you wanted to fire at them. Mm. But they're behind cover, right? But they are currently behind hard cover. Uh, finally, you can invade, which is you make a tech attack against the target, um, and on success, they take 1d3 heat damage, and you can choose to give them one of three different effects, hmm. which include uh, impairing them, slowing them, or doing doing additional heat damage to them. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, none of those sound like things that my character would do exactly. But um, you wouldn't even maybe lock onto somebody so okay. that you could attack them. All right. Okay. I'll lock onto the big guy. All right. All right. So roll tech attack. So to do that, you need to roll and add your attack bonus. Or sorry, your tech attack bonus, which, which is, is probably which is currently zero. zero. Yep. Five. Um, so uh, you're not used to this robot. Yep. Um, and you're also already not exactly a hacker supreme. Mm-hmm. So uh, unfortunately, you try to target its systems. Uh, you end up in the foot and don't mm. do anything. <laughs> okay. You, you, so, you, yeah. you think you're attacking the head, but you're actually attacking the foot system, which... You're trying to find the optic sensors and you yeah, can't the, find them. The, yeah. the, the actuators on... You cause the actuators on the foot to spasm, uh, mm. and the large robot, like, trips a little bit, but then just stands back up and, like... I gave, it pin, I gave it pins and needles. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. The hacker equivalent of it. All right. Nice! I did it! So, uh, Chris. Yes. Uh, you still have one quick action, I believe, because of the whole Everest thing. Mm, so, okay. is there anything else you'd like to do? You've, do you uh, have any like special talents that work with a quick action? Uh, special talents, special talents, one second. Already Check item. your character sheet. Yep, I am. Talents. Uh, yeah, not really. All of this stuff is to help me in combat, and I'm not in combat just yet. I mean, you, you are in combat. I mean, I'm not in melee combat. Oh, are you? Is it like in your what, 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 what talent do you have? Uh, juggernaut. When I take the boost action, the next ram attack I make knocks them back further. Uh, duelist. I gain accuracy on the first melee attack. And brutal. If my die result on my d20 is a 20 on any range for melee attack, they attack as a critical hit. So, yeah, it's all. All of it is to augment my fighting. But when I'm in this particular circumstance, I can't really do that much. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna wait for the next few turns when I get in melee, and then that guy's in trouble. Uh, yep. But I'm just like, wait, what's your longest range weapon? Uh, I hold up my shotgun. Lovely. You did not prepare for all conditions a soldier should. You I have give- violated the first tenet of soldierdom. I give him a thumbs up. <laughs> this will be made apparent on your record. Okay. Hey, just you wait until I get some better licenses. Then I'll be able to punch the crap out of whatever comes my way. Alright, uh, if you have nothing more to do, then it is, uh... The Robo's turn. The Robot's yep. turn. Alright, um, so the Tiny Mech... Nope, oh, careful. ...is going to move out from behind its cover. Wait, Harry, you are the... The middle. ...standing there. Alright, so... This tiny little uh, mech, it actually looks, if you look at it, it has incredibly sleek and aerodynamic angles, and it, it, it's almost like a streak of light as it zooms past, um, and it, uh, as it runs up, is going to, you see it, the head of it light up, um, and then the inside of your mech lights up, Harry. Oh, oh no! 
What is your E defense? Ten. Okay. Uh, you take three heat damage. Shit. Um, and you are jammed. Sorry, does heat um, start at seven and go down? No, it starts at zero. Okay. And then it goes up. Okay. And what does jam do? Alright, the jammed status. One second. Hmm. I don't go to this book. Jam status. The only attacks a jammed vet can make are improvised attacks, grapples, or rams. A jammed vet cannot use comms to talk to other players and can only talk to the GM. A jammed vet cannot make or benefit from tech actions, and a jammed vet cannot take reactions. Hmm. So you, you, all of your guns don't work, and you can't talk to anyone. So as your, uh, as your cockpit lights up, it immediately goes. From incredibly bright to incredibly dark. Uh-oh. And now you can only see through the sensor, your visual uh, sensors that are not able to be hacked. Nice. So can... I need a sit rep. Error. Error. Uh, Error. Great. Error. Um, and your guns, you, you can't see all of your ammo counters are gone. Um, <clears throat> so you, uh, you are slightly dead in the water, but you can still move and you can still... Uh, you can still move the, your mech. Um, and as it does that, it's then going to move all the way back. Oh my god. Man, I really wish that I remembered the quick action thing, because I actually had a thing that could have prevented this. Alright. Um, it is uh, back. Oh, that is that was all of you, I guess. Yeah. So then the rest of them are going to go. Oh boy. Alright, so this one. One of the two identical robots is going to step out from behind its cover. And it seems like it's going to move up. So the one of the two similarly uh, shaped mechs uh, runs up in, in, into the cover beside the small one, the small mech, uh, and will peek out and fire uh, what looks like some sort of a heavy weapon at Panoptica. Okay. What is your defense? Uh, I don't think you get to know that. Ooh. I I do. Fine. <laughs> I don't have to scan you. You only scan me. <laughs> Eight. Yeah. Uh, you take. Uh, six kinetic damage. Okay. Um, I think I'm gonna brace that. Okay. Oh yeah, you have brace. What does bracing do? Bracing means I take half damage, but I also only get a quick action next turn. I don't have any more reactions. Alright. Um, then this one is going to move up. Stand behind this cover. Um, and this one will move up to here. There are five of them all together. Okay. Yep. Alright. Uh, it's the gun, but it does not do anything. Uh, pass. I will pass back to you guys. Okay. So, Panoptica. Um, yeah, I think I'm You guys can do it any order you want. Yeah. If someone wants to go first, they can. Well, I'm, I'm pretty much dead in the water, so... Yeah, yeah and see, I can't even you hear can, you. Someone can use attack action to remove a uh, jam, I believe. Really? Um, oh, no. So, oh, no. You have to stabilize. Never mind. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to, um, as protocol, I'm going to hand this die, uh, metaphor, here, this die over to you. Get the dice. Thank you. Um, yeah, blitz, flush them out, get them out of cover. You got it, chief. Okay. Um, so that's protocol, quick action, I'm going to make a, uh, tech attack against... This one, the the one, that the one that's just shot me. Yep. Hey, fuck you, buddy. <clears throat> fuck you, buddy. 
Um, five? No. Okay. All right. And at, since I didn't move, I get a free... No, you, you're, you braced. So that was all you get to do. No. Oh, okay. So yeah. This, oh, is, this, is a, this is an end of your turn thing. Yeah. yeah. Since I didn't move, I get to make a free mm-hmm. tech attack. So I'm going to target the little guy I had before. Consume the lock-on to get a bonus. <laughs> an bonus accuracy. Yep. To make a tech attack to add a lock-on bonus to it. Okay. 18. 18 hits. All right. So he's locked on and he takes three heat. Sure. <laughs> okay. Um, and then I guess one of them goes. Uh, yep. So this one's gonna move up to here. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, it's going to launch out a drone, and then that drone will connect itself to the small mech. So the <gasps> they're fusing. So the small drone uh, connects to the mech. Um, and you see that it seems to be, uh, uh, although it hasn't taken any serious damage, uh, it seems that any, that little, little pieces that have flecked off from it moving and scraping across the ground seem to be, uh, returning. Okay. On a side note, if the developers do decide to make it so that the mechs can combine anime style, that would be fucking awesome. A little bit out of theme, I think. Ah, no, no, I I think it would apply. Uh, I mean, Smith Sh- Smith Shimano does make the anime robot, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. maybe. Oh but... yeah, yeah. Just uh, yeah. Don't don't crush my dreams, Joey. Anyway, um, I could see like maybe two robots that combine, but I couldn't imagine that they do like a five thing. Because imagine you have to have five, have to have five players. Ooh. Maybe like an NPC that is like five robots that combine, but like. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, yeah, that was uh, its turn. Okay, uh, passed it back to you guys. All right, uh, I do have a way of possibly getting out of the jam that I'm in. Okay. So, uh, I am going to start the turn using my uh, GMS Hyperspec Fuel Injector, which is a protocol. Uh, The action is basically once per uh, encounter. Uh, I can use make an additional full action as a free action, or two quick actions as a free action. So, I'm going to use the full action as a free action and stabilize. Okay. Which removes the jam status from it. Yes. So, basically, I hop out of the thing go over to this big red button on the side of the virtual mech that says, do not push, and I push it, and then suddenly my mech just boots right back up. I mean, push the red button. You definitely don't need to get out of your mech to activate your core. Yeah. It would, it would actually be a big, it would be like the button you shatter on your... In yeah, your yeah, I, I do the, like, the, the, the windmill slam hitting the big red button. Yeah, so your fist slams through the glass of the core ability button, and then you hear, so your mech is like, essentially puttered out like yeah. like it's moving but it's moving very like mechanically yeah like it is it is it is creaking it is almost it is almost creaking and you just you hit the button and you just like as I said as I explained before about lights turning off you see them one by one from the back forward light up and the roar of your reactor blasts as your as exhaust shoots out of the back of your robot and you are now fully active again okay we're back in business all right. Uh, this this mech that's in the middle of them has a lock on, correct? No, no. The no. small mech has a, has a lock on. Okay. The small one that hacked you. Yeah. Like the thing is, I'm trying to figure out the best way that I can hit it, but it still has to do cover. Unless if you can move into a position where it no longer has full cover. Also, uh, your the lock on will cancel out cover. Will it? it won't, oh. It won't cancel out 
hardcover because hardcover is plus two. Plus two. Right. But yeah. it'll reduce it down to the soft cover back yeah. to Hmm. Hmm. Actually. Uh, how, so this is a size two, right? Yeah. So if I shoot it here, it just takes out this singular corner. No. Right? You have to blow up the entire that structure of that thing, and then the entire thing disappears. Mm, okay. It has a certain amount of health. All right. Well, I've got a quick act. I've got two quick actions left. Mm-hmm. So instead, what I'm going to do is you still have your move. Oh, I do still have my move. Um, so I'm going to move one, two, three, four. So I've got a straight line on all these guys. Or actually, hmm, is that a good idea to move out plus of the thing? Out in the open. That mean if they have any arcing weapons, if they, I mean, well, I know this one has an arcing weapon or it has a launcher of some variety. Actually, would I be able to know if it's an arcing weapon? You would need to scan it. Damn. It. Um, um, I mean. You should be able to tell based on its firing pattern if it's arcing or not. No, yeah. I mean it fired. It fired. It lobbed a, something at you. But the targeting system is arcing. Isn't just it's a projectile that you could be arced. It is the occasion. Ro- is, is the robot and system designed to go over things? Okay. Like is it have to have a specialized targeting system that can do that? All right. Well, first, actually, I'm going to attempt a quick attack on this uh, quick attack attack on the the identical looking one in the middle. Oh, uh, that's in that big group. Yep. Go ahead. Uh, does a 14 hit? Yes. Okay. So I'm going to lock onto it, and I'm going to consume that lock on, and then I'm going to reach into my big bag of my big ammo case. This time, instead of pulling out a, like, very obviously a high explosive shell, he pulls out this one that's, like, got this weird crackling energy to it, slams it into his mortar, and goes, Firing for effect! And I'm going to consume the lock-on to hit this guy so that it's not inaccurate. Uh, five does not hit. So what happens to blast weapons if they miss? It just misses. <clears throat> so it, it knocks against the side of the cover and bounces out into the open area and explodes. Damn. <clears throat> Alright. Alright, big guy is going to go. One, two, three. All right. He's out in the open. Yep. Well, he could boost back. Yeah. <clears throat> hey, Joey, for a mechanical effect, does the big guy count as cover? Hmm? Does he count as cover? Like, can other people hide behind the big guy? Mm, that would be easy enough to tell. Yes. He is large enough that you think he would probably provide cover. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, can you move him three more spaces forward, please? I don't know. You're approaching me. He's doing the boost. Yep. All right. Um, and then it is going to do a quick tech attack and uh, bolster itself. Uh, Harry, weren't you over? Oh, you know I didn't move. You know what? It's actually going to bolster this guy up on the. So you see the you see a. Uh, you actually don't see anything, but you do notice on the sensor network. Panoptica notices at first. There seems to be some chatter between these two mechs, mm-hmm. um, and you recognize it as probably some sort of boost. Okay. The the. Uh, yeah, the your your sensors catch some some co- errant code flying through the the om, omni net. The thing. Mm-hmm. All right, go ahead. All right, it's your turn, Chris. Sweet. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, look at that. There's a guy right in front. Oh my gosh, there is. Oh, what a beautiful day. Remember, you get that D six if you flush those other guys out of cover, though. Um. Okay, I'm just because of my movement and my abilities and stuff. I don't know that I can flush them out. Is it a, a like how do I? How do I flush somebody out? Is that well, it's just get up close enough to them 
that they have to move. All right. There's no mechanical way of doing it, but in terms of like, you know. Ram them. Okay. Uh, just a sec. I'm just taking. Remember, you get a bonus to ramming after you boost. Yeah, that's true, but um, can you get there in one turn though? That's what I mean. Well, let's see. He moves one, two, one, two, three, four. Then boost one, five, two, six, seven, three, eight. Four. Yeah. Do diagonal? What do diagonals count as? Two, or one technically. Uh, the first one is one, I believe. It's what we said. Okay. Two, three, four, four five, one, six, seven, eight. eight. Ram. Okay. No, ramming doesn't move as far as I'm aware. Yeah. Ram, attempt that, to knock down or knock back the target. I think you have to move up to them and then use a ram. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. It's not like a charge. You oh, I thought it was a charge. For other words, you don't get an extra boost unless there might be an ability that does that. Okay. Sorry. But you could fire your shotgun at it. I could. So I'm going to leap over the barricade. Uh, yeah, with a crash down, I hit the ground that immediately take off running at top speed before uh, running past the big guy before screeching to a halt over here. Um, I produce my shotgun, and as the other robots behind the cover turn to look at me, I just unload on the one closest to me. All right, so roll d twenty and add your attack bonus. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that is a four. Uh, that unfortunately misses. Roll okay. the roll the d six. You you get to add that to your. That's a one. Uh, shotguns are reliable, so you still do one damage. Yeah. Mm, okay. So yeah. Uh, um, you should probably just have your robot sheet up and not your human sheet. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I was taking a look at my talents. Oh, yeah. They should really include that on both. Mm. Oh, well. Um, oh, well. But yes, so you... Your gun Shotgun. is... Reliable one. So, yes. So, the... You do you do notice that most of it is blocked by the cover. Yep. Or actually, no, it has no cover. It's not even between you. Uh, so, you notice that the thing docks. Uh, but some of the bullets hit off the cover that's inside it and do ping off of its shell, knocking pieces off. More importantly, you're also it's also in your threat range, so if it moves, you get to shoot it again. Hooray! Alright. Oh, it's, no, but Overwatch is an action, isn't it? Or is no, it just, no, Overwatch. Oh, it's a reaction, right. Overwatch is a reaction. So, you, unlike in a video game uh, that you might know of where Overwatch requires an action, in this game is simply the name for attack opportunity. Oh, um, so I also have a shotgun. The big guy moved into it, correct? No. Oh, it's only if you, only if you initiate move. a move action while in threat range. Oh, okay. I see. And it's specifically a move, not a boost. Uh, a move or boost, I think. A move or boost. Okay. If you if you move in any way that is purposeful, uh, there are some abilities that force movement, but only but it will usually indicate if it triggers Overwatch. Right. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, would be there are some combinations that would be a little degenerate, like the the uh, Tortuga and the uh, Black Witch. Because the Black Witch has an ability that just lets you move someone like five spaces, so you could just have it move <laughs> back and forth in front of the Tortuga, and the Tortuga would just keep shooting it with a shotgun over and over again. Uh, yes, the old D&D thing of a weapon with reach and spring attack, and then just a shit ton of attack of opportunity uh, buffs. Yeah, yeah. yeah essentially. Alright, um... <clears throat> uh, the... One up here that was given the signal... Mm-hmm. Um, it started moving within three spaces of Chris... Oh, I forgot. Chris. I, I, sorry, I'm, I'm having problems seeing where Chris is from there. So, um, one, two, four. All right, and up behind cover, it's going to poke its head out and shoot at Chris. Okay. Does Chris have hard cover? Yeah. Yep, he does. Yeah, you're both on the opposite side of the hard cover, so. <laughs> so it really turns into the XCOM game of, like, peeking around a corner and an alien's there. It's like, 69% chance to hit. <laughs> no, 99% chance to hit, and then you miss. That's XCOM, baby! Wah, 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 wah. 
I assume six is not. Uh, your evasion is higher than six. Uh, should be. Yes, my evasion is nine. All right, take two points of damage. Okay. Oh, he's got an assault rifle. <laughs> All right. Um, and uh, it is now your guys' turn. Is that was that all that, of you? That's all of us. That was all of you. All right. This one's going to move. Ball one is going to go. Did it already act this turn? Nope. No, it hasn't. Oh. Two. Three. So Chris is triggering a Overwatch up for you. However, mm. um, so I can roll a D twenty, or how does this work? Yeah. However, the first reaction taken against this thing in a round automatically misses it. It's an attack. Damn. So okay. it just you you literally yeah, your system is tracking it for a second like all your targeting reticles are lining up and then it just zooms and it becomes a streak of light for a moment shit and you fire and you and it and you fire where it was supposed to be but it's no longer in that position so yeah all right it's got fucking lightning reflexes oh this team's um, and then it turns around at you and shoots at you chris what hey be lucky it's not doing an e attack um cuz that shit will mess you up you take one energy damage Okay. But you are impaired. What? Uh, impaired. Plus one difficulty on all attacks, saves, and skill checks. Yeah. So you so you see it s- s- shoot by you, and then when you turn to look at it to fire again, um, you see that it fires a tiny, what looks like some sort of spike into your mech shoulder, which seems to do very little damage. And you laugh for a second, you're like, laugh it off, and then you see that it... From that spike, extends multiple other spikes, and, uh, and then your system starts showing warning lights saying, "Targeting, talk, 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 targeting." Motherfucker! You are in the middle of combat. It'll make a pretty sick beat, but you are in the middle of combat, so it's really annoying. Mm. All right, um, and then the one uh, that shot. You've already. I think, that's, I think that's everything. That's everything. Yeah. You only get two moves at the end. Yeah. Right? Yep. Which is honestly a little bullshit, but they're not that strong. <laughs> Yeah, All right, I missed a lot of shots. Yeah, okay. That's XCOM, baby! Hey everyone, thanks for listening. You can find us on Tumblr at listentothesenerds.tumblr.com or on Twitter at LTTNCast. All our music is sourced from Incompetech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. You can email us at listentothesenerds at gmail.com.